Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning into Second Vision. If you have lost your way on the path to joy, then you need to stay tuned. Meryl Patrexia is a life coach, and she's a business entrepreneur, and she's the author of GPS to Joy. She is known as the joy expert and is the creator of the joy activation process. And this process and system was designed as a result of her own experiences with various disruptive losses and the grief that came afterwards. Meryl reinvented herself, though, and she is here to help you do the same no matter what challenge or adversity you're facing. And her new best-selling book, just released on Amazon and Kindle, has uh, GPS to Joy, is just fantastic, and I can't put it down. I'm so delighted to have her on the show today, and I must say she's a new friend as well, so I'm really happy to have you, Meryl. How are you? Thank you. I am doing really, really well. I'm excited to be here today. You're joyful. I <laughs> You have am. to share your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, a, that's uh, a large task for all of us on this planet on a daily basis because of the things that we all endure. So, so tell us, you know, what led you to write this book and, and what kind of losses did you experience? How did you get over it? Sure. So... What led me to write this book is it really was me capturing my experience. I went through, after I went through nine losses, so I went through nine losses in four years. My oh, my passed, goodness. My husband passed. My daughter was an, I was an empty nester because my daughter went off to college. After my husband passed, my stepsons moved away. Uh, the dogs went with the stepsons. I mean, it was kind of like a country song. I mean, if you think about it, you know, it was actually kind of funny looking back. But it was a lot. And so before my husband died, he couldn't, he, he passed a brain cancer and he couldn't speak in the last month or so. But before he died, I could see he was worried about us. And I looked at him and I, and I promised him, made a promise that I would be okay and I would figure this out. And so, after he died, I journaled. I, I looked at what's life about now. I, everything that I was rooted to and all the roles that I had, they were, they were gone. They were disrupted. Poof. And so I began to just very existential and deliberately begin to say, okay, what's the point? What do I want my life to be for? And the book came as a result of that, that discovery, that, that pursuit, that that internal investigation as to why, why can, you know, why and where to go from here. I mean, you must have felt like you were just completely, a steamroller had just run you down. I can't imagine all those losses at one time, you know, from people that you love to things in your life suddenly just not being there. I mean, how did you finally come to terms with that, you know, to get unstuck you know, it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm going to create joy in my life, and you, you slowly, I'm reading your book, and it's wonderful, you know, the things that you, you started doing to reinvent yourself. But, I mean, you know, what really shifted you? What was the first big thing that shifted you, do you think? The journaling, the, the coming to terms, the accepting, the accepting the unacceptable, as you say in the book? You know, uh, well, first of all, it was like a tsunami. I mean, it wasn't just a loss or one, one disruptive transition. It was a tsunami of them. Uh, oh, my God, how is it that I have these to deal with, right? And so uh, the first thing I did is I made a promise, and I was going to keep my promise, even when I didn't feel like it, even when I didn't know how. That was the first thing I did. 
Why? What was my life going to be for? I made a promise that I would have a great life and I would bring joy back and I would find my way. That was the first thing I did. And then I took steps and actions to begin to explore how to do that. And every day and every hour and every moment was truly a choice. And I asked myself, what would bring me joy? And some days it was doing nothing, being in bed, and crying and coming Mm -hmm. to terms with, as you said, accepting the unacceptable. So that was the next step was, yes, I had to accept. And there were layers of acceptance, to be honest. I mean, there was, you know, there was the intellectual accepting, oh, yes, that happened. But then Mm -hmm. there was going deep to where the soul, my soul, my heart, the emotional had to come to terms and accept it. And that Mm -hmm. is when hell, hell, emotional hell broke loose, but that's when really the healing began. Right, because you had been through it. You know, as a a good um, therapist once said to me, you know, you have to have a place at the table for it. You know, when I was losing my eyesight, you know, you have to have acknowledgement because if you don't, if you just skip right over and, oh, I'm joyful, you know, you're you're in total denial of what's happening. Yeah, denial, you know, (laughs) I went to a grief therapist and she said, look, if everybody could sleep through this part, then they would. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's great. I love that. That's so true. But you so can't true. sleep through it. You can't go around it. The only way through it to true healing and truly reinventing and creating newly for yourself is go through it. So I thought, God, can't I sleep it. through this? No. Can't right. sleep right. Sorry. <laughs> and we all go through it with a health issue, with a relationship breakup, with a loss like your husband. He was a, he was a neurosurgeon, wasn't he? A Actually, he wasn't, this is ironic, he was an infectious disease physician. That's right, that's and, right, like my dad's yeah. area. Yeah, and he, you know, those those kind of guys, those kind of docs, they knew everything about everything. That's why they went into Oh, the they're the worst know. patients. Not, well, yet not only that, but they know everything. But the good news is he did choose his care. He, choose how, he chose how he wanted it to go, and as a physician, I trusted that. So fortunately, I could really loop with no regrets about the outcome. But yes, right, um, that's right. But yeah, I, I really applaud you. You know what a what a uh, what a tsunami, as you say. So so how did you start? You started journaling, and then you came to this. You had been in in business, and um, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, what you had been doing, and then how you reinvented yourself into doing life coaching, writing this book. Sure. So I was an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 21. So I've always been a problem solver and an out-of-the-box thinker. And and as I was caring, so I became a caregiver to my parents first, right? First, my mother, who had had a stroke when she was 50 and had dementia and she she was paralyzed on one side. Mm. So... And my father was caring for her, but his health declined over time. So I became focused on my family, taking care of, or working, uh, supporting my parents, caring for them also. They had a caregiver at their house. And then my daughter was 16. So then I had a teenager that I was parenting. And then my husband got diagnosed with brain cancer, and he died a year and a half after that. So all this was happening at once. So I had to dial back the business. I, just, I really did. So part of Part of the other losses was the business was dialed down to virtually nothing. 
And then our home had been sold, and so I had no home base either. So, um, so there I was, and I had. So I thought, well, I got to find something to um, to create my life from. Like, what do I want to do? So I thought, well, I'd like to write. So I started to write. I started to journal, and people considered me a wise soul. So I had people talking to me and about things that were very dear and intimate because I really. Um, uh, a person who listens without judgment, uh, you know, I just, like, wherever you're at, I can listen, and then we can kind of... And you have empathy can, from everything you've been through. Yes, and I, and I can kind of listen you through it, if you will, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so my, capa- my natural capacity to do that and my writing and my empathy, my natural empathy became the guiding light for me, and I found a wonderful organization called the Women. Business Momentum Center in Pasadena, and really, if you have a passion project or you want to start a business, Marianne, who who owns it, was really good at bringing that out of you. So I said, "All right, what the heck? I'm going to talk to Marianne." And so she she drew it out of me. She started to ask me questions, and I, we began to see that wow, there is something here. There's a process here. There are tools and practices and things that you've done naturally uh, that I've also learned. I've studied a lot of different transformational work. And um, so that is how it organically unfolded. And I would say I'm a life transitions mentor, first and foremost, and an author and a writer. And the joy counseling and joy coaching is something that is part and parcel to the mentoring. That's wonderful. So, so give us an example of someone who would benefit from reading your book and the types of things that are in the book, and 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 maybe a um, you know someone that you've worked with, you know, and what the outcome has been. Oh, sure. So, the I everybody goes through transitions. Life is one series of them. The thing is, the ones we notice are the big ones, right? So, someone yes. who's gone through, who's on the other side of the big transition. So they're, they're okay emotionally and psychologically. They're good, but they're just feeling foggy and stuck, and they're really not sure what they're going to do now because whatever their roles were are maybe gone, right? Maybe they've downsized, and, and they need to downsize, and they don't know where to move. Or maybe they're ready for a career change, and they don't really know where or what. Or maybe they've lost a spouse or they've gone through a divorce. So whatever was is gone no longer. And they need to, they want to determine what they want to move forward toward. And uh, so they want, to, they want to find their own GPS to, uh, to move their life forward. And uh, if they want joy as part of that equation, then the book is for that person who wants to move forward and wants to do it from a place of joy. And um, so an example, I worked with a woman, and we'll call her call her Susan, and she lost her husband four years ago, and she was still in deep grief. And so I did a joy activation process session with her, and in that session, we, I, we looked at what's your challenge, and her challenge was that she wants to find another man, but no man measures up to her former husband, her late husband. And so... What we discovered as we went through the joy activation process, we looked at what her challenge is and what she wanted instead, 
and that's generally not what you think it is. It's always different when we do the process. But what she discovered is that she was comparing everybody to him and that no man was going to bring him back. And once well, she we all see, do that so often. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, and once she could see what she was doing, the dynamic, the suffering that she was causing herself and the dynamic she was imposing on herself, that was unconscious. She couldn't see it. Then she was able to make new choices about completing her grief, which she hadn't done. She had not completed her grief, so we put her with a grief therapist, and she was able to empower herself and the men that she would be dating so that they could just be themselves and she could enjoy them for who they were. But the best thing she did was she shifted from how did he leave me, why did he leave me, I can't believe he did this to me, to the, the reframing to look at all the gifts he gave me. He's given me such a beautiful life and all these gifts that I can actually enjoy in my life to move it forward. And so she took on the life they had as gifts to support her to move forward. And that was a huge reframe for her. So it went from a loss to a huge contribution to her life. And, to a uh, gift. She, yeah, to a gift. And that, you know... That's beautiful. Yeah. It really, did did you she know, find someone new? She is actually just taking it easy right now and really uh, dating herself now. She's dating life right now and loving She's still it. healing. Still healing. And she's yeah. giving herself the time to do it. She was also... Uh, putting herself in a pressure cooker, and so mm-hmm. she took she took the pressure off, and she could ju- she could simply begin to enjoy herself, self actualized as her, doing what she loved, and uh, apply you know, and then seeing where the t- the gifts that they gave him could be put to use for her. So yeah. that's what's happening for it's, her now, which I love. I applaud that that she's doing. That's that. beautiful, beautiful, and I love the way you talk about you know when you accept the unacceptable and then on to gratitude. It's very similar to my second vision, three steps, uh, acceptance, appreciation, and the right action. And gratitude, you know, all the greats always talk about it, and that's why it's, the reason is because it works, you know, that we always have to come back to gratitude, the things that we still have, you know. I mean, despite the fact you had a tsunami, you still had a lot of good in your life, and that's what you, you took the bull by the horns, you know, and and just went with it. And so many of us, we just lose sight of the things that we should be grateful for when things are really bad. Yeah, you know, I want to speak to this. There's a really powerful story uh, that I, I think would make a huge difference for your listeners. And well, and so my book, GPS to Joy, has a subtitle. It is Navigate Life's Turbulence and Toughest Transitions to Find Your New Direction. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. And G and GPS is an acronym for grounded in gratitude. P is plotting new coordinates, and S is set to soar. So GPS to joy. And oh, is that uh, how you came up with it? I love it because it's just a, just a, such a catchy name as it is. Thank you. Yeah. So G, grounded in gratitude, plotting new coordinates, set to soar, and having joy as the north stars that you begin to align yourself to. And uh, and so here's the story. You know when when David was in the last week of his life, he couldn't speak, and um, and there we were. And every day I thought, okay, well, he's lost another capacity. And every day he would lose a new capacity, right? And I continued to remind myself, okay, well, I know it's gone, but what's left? 
there was a point where what was left was his ability to look me in the eyes and squeeze my hand and, and smile. That was what was left. But he was very, very demoralized, as you can imagine, because his brain was working, but he couldn't speak. And so, and I wanted to leave him lighter. I wanted to leave him elevated, you know, because it was a matter of time. And so I said to him, do you, do you know who you are for, for me? And do you know who you are for people and your son? And he shook his head, no. I said, well, how about your devoted husband? How about your loving father? So I gave him things he couldn't argue with me about, right? Because he would always argue with me because he's smart. Sure. This one he couldn't argue about. And so he lightened up when I said that. And he agreed. He, said, he shook his head yes instead of no, right? And so when people would come to visit, we had a lot of visitors, I would ask them, tell me a story. Tell me what it is that, um, that he, how did he heal you? What, what's the story? What was the moment? Because he, he really was a beloved uh, man. He was a bright light of a human being. I mean, people loved him. And so people were happy to talk about the funny things and their kids and the stories and when he cured this and that and they didn't have to have their arm cut off and the difference he made for every, you know, from the CEO to the, the person that was um, pushing around the, the gurneys, right? He, he moved and touched everybody. So by the time we were through and I asked everybody that, I captured it all. I had about 165 things that that were him, you know, that people that people said, this is who you are for me. You're this man for me. So when they, people would leave about three or four times a day, I would read him this list. I said, all right, let's do this again. I would read him everything on that list, and I'd have him listen. And then I'd ask him a few hours later, do you want to hear it again? <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. So it elevated his spirit while he was fighting for his life. Yes, and, you know, it elevated all of our spirits because people didn't yeah. know what to expect. So when they came yeah. in the room, there was joy. There was celebration. Yes. Yeah, there was sadness. Yes, yes. There, there was despair. But, now, by God. I understand I, that. I'm watching my mother die of cancer for two months and by her bedside. And, you know, we, we did so many, you know, we spent so much time talking about the fun times growing up. And, you know, we could just see her smile, the only smile you'd, you'd see in a day because she was in such pain. You know, and it's so important to bring that to somebody, you know, before you. they're yeah. they're making Thank their transition. You. So it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I really I, I if we can encourage anybody to do anything, it would be look at what you still have. Yes. Start yes. there. And be grateful so for that. So you really work with the people when they need to shift, right? They come to you and they need to make a shift. Yeah, they're ready to make a shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, not, mm-hmm. yeah, that they're ready. There are a lot of people they still need to be stuck for a while, but when they're ready to make the shift, that I'm your gal, mm-hmm. I'm their ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. And it's funny, even little things, you know, like I always find dancing, and we share that, you know, elevates my spirit. And when I'm really stuck, I try to go back to dancing because dancing, uh, you know, in, in addition to exercise, which I do all the time, but dancing or being around horses, riding, things like that that I've always loved to do, swimming. Those things help to shift me, and they, they're not expensive, and they're, you know, they're just small shifts. You know, some people love to garden. I was with a friend yesterday, and she said gardening really just just rocks her day, you know. Right, and you know what's so interesting? In my own case, uh, it took me a while, and in, other, in some of my clients' case, it took me a while to say, okay, well, wait, as a single woman on my own now, what brings me joy now? And dancing, of course, brings more. Not of course, but dancing brings me tremendous joy. Uh, hot chocolate brings me joy. 
uh, spending time with my daughter and my friends and writing. These things bring me joy. But it took me a while to uncover what brings me joy now. And that's part of this whole process because we don't always know, right? It might be different now than it was. That's part of the right. expecting right. piece, right? And kind of but, but I mean when you're really blocked, sometimes it's good to just go when you're really numb and blocked, go back to something that you know that, that elevates you and then you start to open up. Absolutely. Period yeah. To the new. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You bet. Yeah, to help disrupt. Because sometimes you're just so numb from the loss or whatever it is that's hit you, you know, or I, I have a friend, she has such a terrible disability, she's in chronic pain all the time and terrible migraines and you know, from a car accident or her body is shut down, and it's so hard, and she tries so hard with her attitude, but I think, geez, what would bring me joy if I felt like that every day? So, you know, everybody's situation is different, you know. People are struggling with health issues and, you know, different losses, but you have certainly turned your life around. So we're winding down on time, but tell people how they can reach you, and are you doing webinars, uh, you know, how they can access the book, and the full title of the book, all that good stuff. Sure, sure. So the book is on Amazon. It's a number one international bestseller on Amazon. It's called GPS to Joy. Navigate life's turbulence and toughest transitions to find your new direction. But you can put in GPS to Joy. There's also a website, GPS to Joy Book.com, where there's free chapters to download, so you can get a taste of it ahead of time. Also, there's free chapters on Amazon. And my website, which will show the workshops and retreats I'll be doing, and webinars, which they're in development now. My website is my name, MerylPetrechia.com, which is www.marylpetrechia.com, and that's where you will be able to give your name if you're interested in a webinar, a retreat, or a workshop. We'll, we'll, we'll hold that, and also where you can get on the newsletter and begin to get our joy tips and stories and plug into um, just a habit of finding finding joy to create your future direction, where you want to go. That's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I hope everyone is listening will remember we're on a timer here on this planet. <laughs> Claim, reclaim your joy yes, <laughs> and grab Meryl's book. It is absolutely fantastic. I can't put it down, and it's you know, it's got a step-by-step process of how you too can reinvent yourself to a better vision and a better life, and get unstuck, as we all, you know, we all go through these terrible adversities. So, my guest, Meryl Patrexia, and I'm Kristen McDonald, and be grateful today for everything in your life. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day. <laughs>